day 85. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is a podcast about the Bible. And we want you to know that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror. We come to the Bible like a window to look through it and see God, not like a mirror that we would come to look at it and see us. Yeah. And if you have a pencil, I want to just like start out and say, if you have a pencil and you're reading a physical Bible like like old right. school cats like me and John, yeah. circle 2 Kings 17. Yeah. Right? This is the exile of mm. Israel to Assyria. Very important chapter in the Bible. And right. one that will be referred to yeah. over and over again throughout the prophets, throughout the rest of the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, So... As the history has been recounted over and over and over and over and over again, and you've seen Israel, right? Twenty generations. Yeah. Every king did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. External foes didn't wipe them out. Mm. Internally, conspiracies took them out. It showed, yo, your biggest problem is not what's outside you, but yeah. what's inside you. Yeah. And then their entire history um, is basically summed up in three verses. Mm-hmm. First Kings chapters 17, 21 to 23, and it just outlines, yo, the nation split after they kept on doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and they're just going to use this word, finally. Yeah. Finally, God mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. enough is enough. And one of the things that that does is it testifies to God's patience, right? So after much patience, after much... Y- you know, not just intervention, hey guys, by the way, I don't think this is a good thing, but supernatural intervention, prophets yeah. not yeah. uh who shouldn't know information about the king, yeah, sharing info about the king, prophets who are performing miraculous words saying, Y'all listen, yeah, God is really gonna do something. Finally, uh they're exiled. Yeah. And we probably it's been a while, but in First Kings 14, uh, Jeroboam is told by the prophet Ahijah that Israel's idolatry would lead them to exile. So like you said, over this has been over 200 years, man. Right, right. And there has been no reform. <laughs> right. There has been no repentance. Yeah. And no leader stands up and says, yo, this is, this is wild. We need to stop. We need to turn back. Right. And none of the prophets are taken seriously, mm-hmm. right? And so what we have is, like, it's, it's crazy that, yeah, whoever wrote this, writing this in the exile, is super clear. He gives us all the bad details. Right. Oh, and, and the text seems so repetitive, right? If right. you read First and Kings, every time I read it, it's like, man, all right, I know what's happening next. Right. It's like a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> See one? I know what the next king is going to do. I got you, yeah. Right? But he's just trying to show... This is how gracious God is. Right. Right? Yep. That over and over for hunt like we I don't think we have the capacity because yeah, the human lifespan is 80 years, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, hundreds of years. This is 20 generations, yeah. Come on. 20 generations. And God waited all of this time to yeah. fulfill the covenant curses, right? right? Like he said in Deuteronomy, yo, if you man, if you disobey me, man, I'm gonna have to remove y'all from the land. Yep. And God did it after hundreds yep. of years. Chapter 17 is crazy because then the foreigners come into the land. Yep. They yep. get eaten by beasts. Yep. And you know, their first response is just commonsensical. They're like, yo, maybe we've made this God mad. Yeah. Let's 
reconcile with this guy. And even though they do it wrongly, you just see how far Israel has strayed in mm-hmm. that these pagans come into the land, they feel the displeasure of God, yeah, even and they, they try to make things right. Granted, they don't make things right because they don't know this God, but you at least see just, mm-hmm. yo, this is common sense. And so you see like how how hard their hearts are. Yeah, absolutely. And then 18, it's like a juxtaposition, right? We have Hezekiah. The text, the narrative switches back to Judah. So yep. it's like, all right, Israel's done. Gone. They got out of there. They're in Assyria. They're written out the script. Yeah. They're, they're done. Right. And so now you have Hezekiah. And with with the rest of the book is going to do is just show the disintegration of Judah. Right. right. So Israel, you know, the kingdom split up into two. And now Hezekiah is this great king. <laughs> Dude comes in and he's all he's killing it, right? So it's this, and what I love about him is look, the, the rest of the kings that did what was right in the sight of the Lord, it yeah. said they did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but they didn't rule the high place. They didn't take down past wrongs. He yeah. does what's right in the sight of the Lord mm. by taking down past wrongs. If opportunity motivates thieves, yeah. Hezekiah is removing the opportunity for people to sin in this way. He's taking his role as a king seriously and that he knows he has influence and he's trying to influence people in the right direction. Yeah, what I love too is that the high places where where, where uh, pagans, or not pagans, Israel was imitating pagan worship and right. going to worship uh, idols on the high places. By removing all the high places, what he's doing is making the worship in is making worship in Jerusalem back to be centralized. Right. Right. So he's preparing for uh, the worship of Yahweh alone. Not only that, a second Chronicles will talk about some of his stuff too. He repairs yeah. the temple, right? He does all the sacrifices. He and he celebrates the Passover. Yeah. And so he does his thing. And then after that, Samaria, not Samaria, uh Assyria tries to come at him. And they still on their rampage. Yep. But there's this great courage that takes place when you know that God is with you, yeah. right? So what takes place is like, you know, they come, they speak in Hebrew, and the first man's like, yo, yo, hey, yo, listen, man, yeah. folks out here watching, speaking Aramaic, we know it and they don't, let's not have them trip. And yep. the guy's like, nah, I'm going to speak. So everybody hears, Damn. and he does this to try to make everybody fearful. Scared, yeah. But it's only yeah. an opportunity for uh, the people of God to be reminded that, nah, God is God is with them. Yeah, and he's talking greasy. <laughs> he's talking so greasy. He's like, yo, hey, man, in fact, all y'all with Hezekiah, dog, the king of Assyria is too nice with the hands. Right. It's a wrap for y'all, <laughs> right? right. right? And this Yahweh, this God, the Lord, he he can't save y'all. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, and so God comes soon. It's like, yo, Hezzy, Hezzy, hey fam, <laughs> yo Hezzy, listen, don't trip. No, but I love I love what Hezekiah does though, bro. Yeah, he unlike the other prophet. I mean, right. unlike the other kings, goes to the prophet. Yeah, the other the other kings were rejecting the prophets. He says, yo, go Come to on. Isaiah, bro. Go to Isaiah, and because I'm in trouble. Yep. And, and God says, yeah. And God's like, yo, fam, yo, Hezzy, listen, yo. <laughs> they brought me into this. Yeah, they brought me into this. I was just sitting on the sideline, and they, they seeing what y'all was gonna want. do. Yeah. yeah, then he's gonna bring me into it. Like I ain't nice with the hands. Yeah. I right, watch. 
Right. I'm going to work out a deliverance yeah. so mighty that y'all ain't even really going to have to do mm. nothing. Mm. And do you know what God does? God works out a deliverance similar to Egypt in that mm-hmm. the most powerful nation at the time yeah. is defeated without his people having to lift a finger. And it's just clear that, yo, the the battle is the Lord's. It's yeah. not ours. Yeah. Hundreds of years and it's distilled into two books. It's crazy that, you know, I think you said you said to me years ago, bro, you was like, Man, the greatest act of and I think you took it from somebody. Yeah. C. S. Lewis or somebody. He was like, The greatest act of communication is elimination. Yeah. It's not what you do say, it's what you don't say. Right. And um the fact that he does bring up Hezekiah's um life here and what he does yeah. brings out the fact that, man, you, you just begin to think like if only Israel had just said Yo, we're going to listen to the prophets. Right. The enemies are coming against us. Let's go to God. Let's, instead of inquiring to Baal and right. all of these other gods, yeah. look what the Lord did. And so Judah doesn't get taken to Assyria. All of Judah doesn't get taken to Assyria because of what the king Hezekiah did right. and what the prophet prophesied. Mm. Yeah. And so if only the kings had a turn back, right. we wonder yeah. Yeah, what really could happen. And relied on God. Um, yo, uh, we were talking, me and Keith were texting the other day, and one of the things that I just brought up is yeah. the goal of this podcast is that we want you to see the Bible's more like a window than a mirror. We want you mm-hmm. to look through it and see God. We don't come at it to look at it and see us. And I think sometimes uh, the mirrorness of the Bible is reinforced when we feel like we have to end each time with an application. What do I need to do, right? Sure. Application is important. But if the Bible really is a book about God, then I do think that the end goal is not just application, but mm-hmm. supplication, mm-hmm. right? Depending and relying on God. So from here on out, one of the things that we're going to do is instead of... Um, Ending off the podcast with you hearing us talking uh, about God, right? So it's like um, E.M. Bounds would say, yo, it's one thing to talk to men about God. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to talk to God about men. That we really want the end of each podcast just to be a short short prayer to help us take, uh, to go through the day. So. I'm going to end off today and let's pray. Mm. Yeah, Father, we pray that you would help us to root our confidence uh, in you, our Lord. God, I pray uh, that yeah, courage would be the thing that drives us to action. Father, um, yeah, I pray that we wouldn't be driven by fear. Help us to be courageous mm. and not discouraged when our surroundings look troublesome. Father, would you remind us just how safe and secure we are in your arms today and every day.